Listening to the KSR Football Podcast. Welcome into a different edition of the KSR Football Podcast, the KSR Football Zoomcast. We're doing this remotely, guys, and I think it's working. Hope so. I hear you. <laughs> I like you it. Hear me, Freddie. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Woo! I'm, just ama- I'm just amazed at all this stuff. I mean, I, it's kind of instead of having to sit in a room, you can just like sit and talk to us all over the place. It's, it's wild stuff, Freddie. Yeah, technology. Yeah. You know, it's not my friend. I wish we would have bought some Zoom, uh, Zoom stock before uh, quarantine hit. Seriously, we didn't, we didn't have any insider info. <laughs> I, know, I know some people are on some heat for that, but we didn't get any. I, I, you all can't see at home. Maybe we'll do this in the future where you all can see us all at home. But, like, shout out to Drew for – there was just Kentucky football highlights in the background. So, I think uh, – No, that's actually – I made a Charles Walker punt return playlist, and that's all that's playing for two hours behind me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Is actually just... going to – let me angle this a little better. I didn't have much time set up. I should be able to get it. I think if Is we it have just... it right there, it's two hours of Charles. There you go. Just Just two hours of continual – Different views. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, should we just watch it real quick? Can everybody? Yeah, see it? let's watch it. Freddie, recreate your call. Man, you're asking too much from me here. <laughs> oh, look at that! Look at that speed. Can't I called that. it. I did call it. Tom yelled <laughs> at me because I spoke when he was talking. <laughs> That's what, it's like the one rule of is don't step on Tom Leach. Don't no. step on Tom Leach at all. No, not at all. Um, but I'm happy we're all here together. We can talk a little football, have a little fun during this quarantine time. It's a weird time. And we couldn't be here today without our friends from Sword Performance, Freddie. Like, of all the folks you should be supporting right now during this trying time, you should support a local company that's got healthy, all-natural hydration so that you can work harder, stronger, longer during this time where you're stuck at home, Freddie. Absolutely. I just put my order in. I got to get another case of it. So, yeah. Uh, helps me with hydration. You know, I cramp up a lot. I'm getting old. Charles made fun of me the other day for something, and I had to remind him to respect his elders. But other than that, yeah, Sword Performance, great, great company, good people. Uh, we sure do appreciate their support of Kentucky Sports Radio, and we wish them all the best during this trying times in, in our history. Just to go Favorite to, flavor? Ooh. I like right. mango. I'm a big fan of the mango. Yeah. It's a little different. I like orange. I'm, yeah. You're an orange guy? Okay, okay. Yeah, I like the orange the best. Okay. I was excited to try sword at the yeah. SEC tournament. I was going to give it a run for my late nights, and then unfortunately we were uh, <laughs> But I will give that another go once we're all able to go out again. 
Well, you can try your own at drinksword.com. All natural, no preservatives. It's healthy hydration without any chemical additives or dyes. Proudly made in the USA. Get all the electrolytes you need at drinksword.com. And, you know, I, I know that, like, Popeye has his spinach. And I've learned that some of the best fuel for dad strength is sword uh, energy. Because I've got some now. <laughs> I've got plenty of dad strength. Uh, you know, got to use it to make sure I don't cramp up while I'm picking up the little baby. If you all notice, too, also my facial hair started growing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just a goatee now. Tell you us have, tell us about new dad life. What What's that? Any any info that you're allowed to share? Everything good? Good going? What's oh, up? It, it's, it's going well. Um, I, I've learned that, like. If the baby, if, if it falls asleep in its car seat, just keep it in its car seat. You know, bring them inside, but just <laughs> d- don't pick them up, like, or else you're just ruining a perfectly good uh, time to sleep. Uh, also, nothing is more terrifying than, like, that first time you get woken up to a crying baby. Oh, my God. It scares the bejesus out of you. Like, just a terror. I'm like, I don't care what scary movie you're watching. Like, it is it's 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 almost like uh drew charles i I don't know but you know that that feeling sometimes after a long night out and you wake up and it's like you're you're still partying you know that's kind of the i'm still drunk feeling stumbling all over myself trying to figure things out feeling because you're just sleep deprived you're like what is that sound what is going on it's a it's a bizarre feeling but uh, shout out to everybody who sent their well wishes and shout out to uh listener of the show dr boyd who was one of our doctors in the hospital so thanks for taking care of us nice yeah you make it sound like being a dad is just a hangover that doesn't sound very fun (laughs) it's also like you can't just like hey survivors on tonight i want to just kick back and relax and drink and watch this show and no like if baby doesn't want you to do that like you're pressing pause you're hanging out with baby like that's just it's not a thing yeah, wait, wait till he uh, starts liking his own TV shows. So you're done. <laughs> yeah, you better have a hiding place to watch sports and everything else because once he knows what cartoons are, you're done, man. What's a, what's a cartoon that's like, like of all the good cartoons? Is, is SpongeBob still a Paw good one? Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol? Okay. Paw Patrol. SpongeBob's probably mm-hmm. a little older than Duke right now. So, yeah. yeah he, he probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He needs uh, uh, Peppa Pig's a good one. I like that one mm-hmm. off the well when Ellie was little. Okay, I know the Bubble Guppies one. It, like my my nephew would sing that song, so I guess I'm just gonna have to get used to it. But um, we're not gonna make this the, the KSR Baby Podcast. I got plenty of baby talk. I, I want to talk some football, and I think it first has to be mentioned. Drew's rocking the Renegades sweatshirt. Didn't even plan this. Just happened to wear it for our boy Austin, who is now uh, what is he, a Los Angeles Ram? He's an LA Ram. Whoopsies. Of all the teams, I don't know that I love the Rams. They uh, did something uh, pretty bad to my Titans uh, a couple decades ago, but very excited for Austin. I can't believe it took this long. That's a pretty good franchise, good team. He's still got to beat somebody out, but I'm I'm very excited to see what he's going to do in LA. What's up? There's <laughs> boss man. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get Charles in trouble at work. He's supposed to be working. 
Do yeah, I so need a lot on in here? Um, uh, insurance we were talking about, Charles. Yeah, that's a great deal you all have there at yeah. TBI. Thank you for yeah. letting us all know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Oh. <laughs> that was about me. So we're, so we're having beers during the podcast. Okay. I'm down for that. I think it's a little early for that. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm sitting on top of a bar. I can go downstairs if we need to. <laughs> I, I think it's good news and bad news, though, Drew, because, like, the good news is Austin got signed by the Rams, who, by the way, that doesn't count. The, LA, the St. Louis Rams did that to your Titans, not the L.A. Rams. Yeah, yeah, okay. Two, that, two completely different the teams. They got new uniforms. Might as well be a different team. And secondly, but it's kind of sad, though, because the Renegades are done. The coronavirus killed the XFL. Coronavirus killed the XFL. Um, I feel like we got really behind the Renegades. It wasn't a fake fandom. You're the same way as me. We watched the games. I can name like three players, so I consider myself a big fan. I thought it might even work out, but uh, coronavirus had other plans. I wish we could have seen that league all the way through because it was starting to get pretty entertaining. But uh, at least our boy is going to go get some some real money now. And you, was, you, go sorry. On, no, you're good. You're good. We don't know you all him. forgot the third, or I guess really the second bad thing about the Rams is that god awful logo. Yeah. What is that? Why? <laughs> whose job is that? And they should be fired, and it's horrible. And I am not an artistic person, and I could draw a better logo than that thing. They didn't want to raise any confusion with the LA Chargers, so they made a logo that looks like LAC. And it looks like colors. a old futuristic battle war helmet. I don't even know what it is. It's, it's awful. I'm out. And I'm out. For, for Austin, I was kind of rooting. You know, he's married and has a new house here in Lexington. I'd hope he'd get something a little closer. I know we don't have NFL teams in our backyard in Kentucky, uh, maybe a couple options, but uh, L.A. was pretty far away for his new commute too. Yeah. Yeah. But on the flip side, it would be pretty cool if they opened up that brand spanking new stadium with Austin McGinnis kicking oh. off the first kick. Like, that would, that would just Very be awesome. true. They're a pretty good team. Uh, they'll be on TV a lot, being a West Coast team. For all the football aspects, it's very good for Austin. I just don't love it being yes. the Rams or being so far away so we can't road trip it. But very excited. I hope it works out for him because he deserves the big check. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who said we can't road trip it? I've already done uh, two – KSR LA road trips. I think I think I've hit my max on those. <laughs> we can make it a road trip or use like actual planes, like most people do. Okay, that, that's true. Okay, yeah, yeah, we can do that. But I, I'm just I'm happy for because like, I mean, they were in the Super Bowl just two years ago, so like in theory they can get back pretty quickly. Like hopefully it's not a Falcon situation where they're down and out forever. But like, hey, they could be back soon. We could have Austin McGinnis being the next Adam Vinatieri. Speak it into existence. Hey, they're a high-powered offense. He'll get to see the field a lot on extra points. Maybe get a couple extra field goal tries. Could be a good spot for him. They'll be good. I think my dogs are trying to break into my room. This is the one, like, downside to doing this thing at home. It's like my dogs are just going to annoy the hell out of me until I let them in. But you know what? They can suffer. They can suffer well, a little bit longer. Hey, do, do I need to turn the light on? Oh, you're good. My good. Want to. I look like one of those – undercover dudes that you know they blur their face oh yeah where they're like interviewing in the shadows yeah how uh 
how was being at home? Like for me, I was going to plan on being home all the time, no matter what. Drew, you work from home too, so you just Freddie. What's it like for you being uh, now that you're homeschooling? Your your teacher, Dad. Man, that stuff is hard. <laughs> the math is kicking my tail. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's fourth grade math, and I'm not as smart as a fourth grader. I promise you that. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, I'm technically challenged as heck. I mean, I don't know how to do all that stuff. So it, <laughs> is it's it hard for me. I mean, they got to do and stuff. Uh, no, not really. It now she's doing like graphs and fractions and stuff that that's beyond me. So, yeah. but she's doing good. I mean, you know, you got to read, you got to exercise, you got to make. Uh, uh, like uh, statues and stuff from home and draw. I mean, yeah, but it's tough. It really is. Well, and I'm happy that it's not me having to do it because <laughs> I, I don't know how I if I'd be able to survive or not. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Let's let's actually next to all the teachers out there that do that every day. Yeah. Well, and at least teachers get to like go home, and get away from it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no hiding for you, Freddie. No yeah. hiding. <laughs> so we've lost one member of the podcast to the NFL, but we got the NFL draft coming up. So live sports for really the first time in a month or so, aside from like horse racing and WrestleMania. Even though it's not technically live sports, it might be the only sports we get for a little while. Chuck, how excited are you just to have something to watch? I can't wait. Um, I mean, obviously, what the at the beginning, the only things on were darts. I saw some cornhole reruns, um, some bocce ball. I was watching that. Not, not too big of a fan of it, to be honest. Um, I've been on a Disney Plus grind. So, Ooh. yeah, became a uh, became a member there. Shout out to Disney Plus. There's there's some great great throwback Disney Channel original movies. Um, they have all the Marvel movies. So, so, so yeah, I can't what, wait for sports to come back. But I've been spending my time there. Well, what specific tape have you been grinding on the Disney Plus? Is it like are you more of a Pixar exclusive, or do you or do you wander? I kind of wonder. Um, I like the old school, you know, Disney Channel movies that I grew up with. You know, Smart House, uh, Luck Ooh. of the Irish, Brink. Those Brink, Brink's on there. I haven't watched that one yet. Uh, that's up next. Um, then I'll go the animated route. I'd never seen Moana, so I think I've watched that like three times. Ooh. Um, oh, so solid. Mm. Very, very solid. They've got the um, new one on there too. Onward. Have you seen that one yet, Freddie? I haven't watched that one yet. Oh yeah. It's 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 pretty good. Chris Pratt is a funny guy. So like and Tom Holland, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm all for it. You know, not their best, but you know, I'm still solid. And what would it, would it be a KSR football podcast if we didn't talk about Pixar movies? I don't well, think we usually get to movies or TV somehow, even if it's just for a minute. We work in some recommendations. But NFL draft <laughs> a week away. Yeah. Yeah. That's still a week away. Is like, are I'm not sure how they're going to do it for TV because I can't imagine like it's just all going to be 
basically like this Zoom right here? I think the NFL is going to crush it because they know they have an opportunity here. They won't be lazy and just do Zooms. I think it's going to look really cool. It's unfortunate players won't get to have that moment of going across the stage, getting the jersey and shaking the hand. But I think they have an opportunity here to try something new. Anybody will give them a pass if they try something that doesn't work. I mean, I'm excited to see what they turn it into. I just wonder how many football guys like Freddie who are technologically uh, challenged are going to, like, press a button and, like, submit the wrong pick. You know, like, instead of Joe Burrow number one overall, they, like, (laughs) they hit the wrong button and all of a sudden they're like, what? Jalen Hurts? What what, what are you doing? (laughs) They have to have some way to verify, I mean, you know, who's making the pick, so – but you're talking about the Bengals here, Nick. So they, they're liable to pick me in the first pick. <laughs> yeah, that'll be their actual pick. That won't be yeah. a, a mistake. They'll literally take that person. Yeah. Yeah. So, Freddie, how have you been getting ready for it? Have you been, oh, man, have you been I, different than normal for you? Uh, yeah, because I've had more time on my hands. But, you know, the draft, the three days of the draft are my days, man. I love them. Mm-hmm. I watch every pick. Uh, I've been studying, making my own charts. And Ooh. I'll, I'll follow right along with every pick, man. I love it. It's, it's uh, one of my favorite events of the year. Okay. So my question for you yeah. is before we get into the UK stuff. Yeah. Is, you know, you brought up Tristan Wirfs last time, but who is the one, like, who's a surefire can't miss guy that, like, it doesn't matter where you take him, like, that this guy is going to be it, even though he might not be the highest pick. It just depends on the trades. I mean, for the quarterbacks, that's, that's going to factor in significantly. If somebody trades up to get to a – or trades up to do something. Uh, but I think the most solid pick in the draft is, is Chase Young. I mean, he's number two right now going to the Redskins, but I think he's the best player in the draft. Behind him, I would stick the defense and say uh, Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. I think he can do so many things. and and can play so many roles on the defense. He fits the modern-day NFL defense perfectly. Actually, he excels every standard of the modern-day defense. Yeah, he's crazy. He had one of those, like, you know how they have the pro football focus where it's they grade all of your different things that you do? He has, like, 70 different things, and they're all, like, A's. Yeah, yeah. I think the two positions really early on is going to be quarterback and offensive tackle how they go, where they go, who trades for what. I think those are those two positions that will be interesting on day one. I'm worried, Drew, about Mekhi Becton because apparently he likes food more than football, and that's just disgusting, really. <laughs> well, why are you worried about him? We don't care about him. Because, I, I mean, what kind of self-respecting, top-talented football player would like food more than football? That's ridiculous. <laughs> of course he went to Louisville. Yeah, I can't say I'm rooting for him, but uh, he's going to be picked pretty high, and I'm not going to hate on a guy who uh, loves food uh, because I'm not sure I've had one vegetable since we've all started isolating at home. So I can't be judging anyone else's diet right now. Yeah. I, is any, has anybody tried to eat healthy? Because I sure as hell haven't. I've tried my best, and I do really, really good until 9 o'clock. Ooh. And then I cave in and have an ice cream or – bowl of cereal or something. So that's crazy. I work hard, work out, do everything I'm supposed to until 9 o'clock for the time to go to bed and lose all self-control. Uh, I found graders on DoorDash, and that has not Ooh. been good for the family. And to What's get, the go-to flavor? Well, hold on real quick. To get the minimum, 
you have to buy three pints. Um, <laughs> and I, why do I need three pints? But to get it to me, I got to have three pints. So there's been a lot of graders going down at the Franklin House. Go-to flavor was s'mores, which is like a special edition. But I, wow. I tried cookies and cream last night, and they put like entire Oreos in it. Are you kidding mm -hmm. me? What is this? Yeah. Witchcraft it's, they're serving. That's my go-to is the cookies and cream. Oh, man. I, 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 think didn't, want to, I didn't mean to get us off, to, off topic, but I'm not here to comment on a man's diet right now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair enough. Cookies and cream too. If you even if you just go like generic Kroger brand, that's like the easiest one not to mess up. Like mm -hmm. it's just ground up some Oreos and throw it in vanilla ice cream. You can't go wrong with it. Um, and now I, all I'm but back do to is the draft. To back in, uh, yeah, whatever he wants to eat. I'm I'm same boat. I just I, I'm 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 upset that the one thing that's changed in this draft process is that things like that now you don't get as many dumb stories about red flags because we aren't getting as many interviews. Like I guess they're conducting some interviews via teleconference, but for the most part, pro days got canceled. And really, if you didn't go to the NFL combine, you probably didn't get face-to-face -face meeting with some of these front office guys. I know that like Schefter reported that the dolphins tried to fly into a, the day before they canceled any sort of visits, but like it, it couldn't get it done in time. So, we aren't getting as many like there's a red flag here because he likes making food and like just stupid stuff like that. And that's some of my favorite draft content. But what I do think is cool, like it's probably, I think the most interesting development of this entire process. So like each year they pretty much like, there's a good consensus of where people are going to go. And Daniel Jeremiah tweeted out last night that like, the fact that all these pro days got canceled, you don't have as much quote unquote group think where the NFL scouts, they spend all this time together, they're clocking together, and then they talk about the prospects together afterwards. They haven't all reached this like consensus on who's better than who. So all of the kind of mock drafts going into this, you might have a general idea in the first round, but Freddie, after that, like, some of the guys that they might think are fifth rounders might end up being third rounders. Some of your third round guys might fall to the seventh. It's just, it's a wild, wild west that's going to be. Yeah. yeah, that does go down. I mean, I've been a part of pro days several times and, and there, there are discussions around the breakfast table uh, where you're, where you're clocking the forties and, and all the place. So yeah, that, that is something that they are missing out on. Um, I agree. I don't think that the mock drafts are, are, are going to be accurate or are going to be – I think the mock drafts will be less accurate this year than in recent past because there's so much uh, – there's so many variables out there. You're, you're evaluating off game film, uh, off any film of, of an individual pro day that they can take video of and send to the teams, interviews. Uh, the ones that did not go to the combine, that's going to be an interesting question there. Uh, yeah. Those guys – if they did go to the combine, you know, they can still jump run and all that at their pro day, but they don't get the physical that they do at the combine. I think that's going to be a factor going into April 23rd, the medical evaluations. Right. Were they – I think going this, this is a year where UK had some fringe guys that it, this is really going to affect too. A guy like Calvin Taylor could have used more opportunities in flying to see these teams – Logan Stenberg and Lynn Bowden will get drafted. Where that'll be, we'll find out soon. But I, I'm worried about that next tier of the UK guys trying to make it because, I mean, they got completely screwed over because they have no way other than college tape and Zoom interviews to really prove their worth. Yeah. Well, and, like, Big George, he 
benefited from that last year because he was such a beast at pro day and mm-hmm. they ended up taking a flyer on him at the Giants. And the one guy who I, I, I think that just they're going to look at him on paper and say, you know what, why not, is Ahmad Wagner. Yeah. Um, they're probably going to try him out at tight end, Chuck, even though he's he's never played it before just because he's <clears> that big. But I, I, I'm, I'm confident he'll get a chance somewhere. I just don't know if he'll get picked, either him or Calvin Will. I, I... – I don't know. I mean, obviously, I hope both get drafted. Um, I see both of them as free agents. But I see them as the signed free agents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, he's, he's not – he's never been in a stance that – I think they'll try him out at receiver, throw him some long balls, see what he can do. Um and, again, Calvin's one of those guys where I think Drew said it best. It, it did kind of hurt him not being able to uh, show off what he can do. Um, but someone will give him a chance. You look, I mean, you see 6'9", 280 pounds. All right, well, let's try him. I mean, he'll get an invite somewhere. Hey, if, if a 5'10 and a half dude can get an invite, I think that a 6'9", 280 can. One way it could help those guys is the smaller schools – have the same problems, and those guys are even farther behind. So if it's down – if I'm looking at Calvin Taylor yeah. versus a dude on the West Coast in some conference I don't know very well, in another in normal circumstances, that guy could have proven he's better than Calvin Taylor. But now I might go – see, Freddie. I might go, hey, the dude from UK was in the SEC. Let's just take him. I, yeah. was, um, I was reading – there's this dude named Dane Brugler. He writes for The Athletic, and he puts together – a like 200 it's almost like a 300 page draft preview each year on every single prospect like I mean to the point where like he's rating Cash Daniel as the 75th linebacker like that's how deep he gets into this as far as rating prospects and he had Wagner as a free agent but Calvin Taylor I think that he, he the way he wrote it is that he wouldn't be surprised if somebody uses a pick late on because he's been such a good developmental project and that there's still room to grow, especially if he can improve on that pad level. So. Yeah. I mean, look at his production in the Southeastern conference, eight and a half sacks last year. Uh, Calvin Taylor. I mean, I wrote about it on .com, the KSR version that his production is just off the charts, man. And, and that's, you're really looking at two years. And that's what he's at it with. So mm-hmm. uh, I think T.J. Carter is going to get a serious look, too, because he's young. I mean, he he's yeah. young for a, a player that's coming out of college. He's, you know, not that old. So I think he's got a lot of room to grow. And uh, I think he, he's got a shot to, to get on it or to try out for a team that, that's got to play a 3-4 uh, defense because he is a prototypical 3-4 defensive end. Yeah, and I, I... – if nothing else, they'll get that preferred walk-on look. Now, I, I do want to ask about the guys who we know are going to get drafted, Stenberg and Bowden. Charles, what round for each player? God, I'd see, it's such a tough question because kind of like what Freddie said, depends on, it depends on trades. It depends on how round one even shapes up. Um, off the top of my head, I'm going to go – I think Stenberg goes first. Am I crazy for that? Is that ridiculous? No. I think that's he's what... just so big. I can't – you can't <laughs> teach size. He's humongous. 
and he moves well, and he's a mean SOB. Ah, I mean, I say that now, and now I'm thinking of everything Lynn can do on a football field. <laughs> uh, I wanted to go last on this question, dang it. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Stenberg, early third, Bowden, right behind them at middle of the – middle to last third round. I might be way off. I don't know. See, Drew, I, I wanted to ask Charles first because I knew he would be like it's, – it's I was going to pick in between what Drew – or, yeah, what Drew and Freddie were going to say. I was going to take the easy route. He, he did not want to make the tough decision, but I had to make him make the tough decision first. And you know what? I think Lamar Jackson's getting ready to fumble behind you, Drew. Oh, I didn't even notice. How did that get there? Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a coincidence. Yeah, what, what a real big shock. So, Drew, what, what, what are you thinking? For Bowden, I've had third in my brain – for months, but I'm going to change it. I think he goes second. I think somebody – there's stories coming out. He's getting a little bit of buzz. I bet there's a team in the second round that goes, let's just see what this guy can do in our offense. So, he's been third in my mind the whole time. Right now, I'm moving up to second. And uh, I'll do the same with Stenberg. I had him in fourth. I'm going to bump him to third. Two, second and third round, both cats are gone. Oh, I like it. I like I it. Some people have projected Stenberg going pretty late, but I don't think you could pass on that guy too long. There was a uh, a recent CBS one that had Stenberg just ahead of Bowden, and both of them as third rounders. But people don't like to get too much okay. farther than than third rounds, uh, than three rounds on their mock drafts. But hey, when you get desperate, I saw two seven round mock drafts. Which yes, give <laughs> hey, me all the round mock drafts, Freddie. I'm excited for uh, a team with a good offensive minded coach who likes to gamble a little bit. And it's his turn, and Lynn Bowden's sitting there. You know he's going to think about it. I want mm-hmm. to see which one pulls the trigger, because somebody will. Freddie? Here's the deal. If, if five receivers are taken in the first round, and it could be more, um, I think Lynn – I'll agree with Drew. I think Lynn could sneak into late in the second round, but I'm thinking third. But it all depends on the first round. Some analysts have – as few as three wide receivers in the first. Some have up to six. So this is a very, very deep wide receiver uh, draft. It's probably one of the better wide receiver classes in a long time. So if I had to guess, I would say third. Uh, But if it breaks well, that that late second could be a real possibility. Uh, A couple teams that have been consistent with Lynn are uh, San Francisco. But I don't buy that one because they already have Debo Samuel. Yeah. That's what he's uh, going to be. Yeah. I, so, the Patriots are – I've seen several mock drafts with the yeah. Patriots with Lynn. That's with, with, with Stenberg, I think he goes in the third round. I think he goes to Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore loses a, a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer at guard. I think Stenberg fits Baltimore's physicality. Their offensive philosophy is to run over you and let Lamar run around you. So, I think Logan goes in the third round of Baltimore. I, I like that fit. Uh, I do too. Yeah, I do uh, too. But uh, the, the the Patriots one is one I've seen lately for Lynn as well. And I think we talk a lot about how Lynn needs a good environment. And I think the – like for, for Belichick, you either make or break when it comes to how you fit in that system. But I, I think Lynn would actually do well in it. I mean, it's kind of what he had to do with Mark Stoops was buy in. And he did uh, – Exactly that. So, uh, Chuck, what are you doing with your straw? I had to move it. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
when I when I mentioned a coach that I want on the clock with Lynn Bowden on his table, that's who I was thinking about. I want Belichick to have Lynn Bowden right here and someone else right here, and I want to see who he picks because I know he wants him. He and, also likes taking on guys that have that challenge of making the Patriot way, as they say it yeah. too. The other the other one I would like to is Sean Payton, just mm-hmm. because I know that it's like the easy one is like, could he be like Taysom Hill? But like, there's also they need wide receivers and. He's talented, and you're probably only going to have Hill for, what, another year or so before you try him out as full-time quarterback. Then you're to a boat, and he can fit into your kind of Swiss Army knife role if you, I, if you want to. With the Saints, I'm hearing that they're, they're looking at Jordan Love at a Utah State uh, to, to, play, to, to play behind Drew Brees. Okay. And then, and then let him be the quarterback of the future. So that, that's kind of what I'm hearing there. Uh, we'll see. But, I don't, but I, yeah. Sorry, Freddie. I like Lynn. Another team I think would be a good fit for Lynn Bowden would be uh, Drew's Tennessee Titans. I, I think that they need an inside receiver like that, and I think Lynn would fit in well with that offense. Oh, man, Drew's reaction. Uh, let me go get my flag. It's in here somewhere. <laughs> and my helmet. My helmet's in here. Oh, man. And, Nick, you asked me earlier, uh, Simmons and, and, and Morris are two guys you've heard of, and obviously uh, Chase Young. Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma, I think is, 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 is the sure bet of this draft. I don't think he'll go that high. He'll go mid to late in the first round. But I think he is, he is your plug-and-play player in this draft on the defensive side. Kind of like a Zach Cunningham a few years yeah, ago. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy was good, wasn't he, Chuck? <laughs> yes, he was. Didn't he have 141 tackles senior year? Yeah. Something, something. crazy? Yeah, he's an absolute beast. Still is, even though that Texas defense was a little sketchy. Now, I, Freddie, I know you had a game for us. Yeah. And since you brought up Jordan Love's name, I think we should get to it. And that is pick or pass. Freddie, you're going to ask us quarterbacks, and we're going to tell you if we like them or not. Okay. Number one, obvious, Joe Burrow. Pick or yep. pass. Yep. Sign him up. Give him to me right now. Let's go. Check. Yep. Feel like we're all obvious on that one. Jalen Hurts, pick or pass? Pass. All right. all right. All right. What does my team need? Where? What? Who's my starter? And I, see, I just Jalen Hurts. He's such a good guy, such a good leader. I'd want him in the locker room, but I just I don't know if he can sling it. I really don't. I just. Yeah, I love the kid. I mean, there's some people say Big Twelve is. That's a dangerous proposition when picking quarterbacks. But look at Patrick Mahomes was an MVP. Yeah. Then Kyle, uh, what's his name? Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray was the rookie of the year. So I don't, I don't buy in that. I am high on Jalen Hurts, higher than than most people. So I would definitely pick Jalen Hurts to be my quarterback. I think he's got all the intangibles. He's done everything asked of him at Alabama and Oklahoma. I yeah. pick, I pick him. I love, well, I love that pick. How high would you pick him though? Because like I, I would, I would get, I would get him in, in the late first, maybe or second round. Yeah, I, think, I, I feel I like that. that's the second round, first draft round pick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, second or third. That, I, and and also if if all else fails, you can try him as a Taysom Hill guy because he's athletic enough to to use in different situations. So yeah. that's where I think worst case scenario you get a solid backup quarterback. Now this one's going to have a little impact on on Charles there. Jacob Fromm, Georgia. Charles. I don't want to. I just I'm, – I'm passing. I'm passing. 
I don't think he's that good. I really don't. I mean, sorry, Jake. I know you're a listener and you're going to hear this <laughs> come from me and my words mean a lot to you. Um, I'm not a fan for personal reasons. Um, and also, I don't know. I didn't see the play out of him last year. Uh, some people say it was his wide receivers that, you know, couldn't make the plays and there were some drops here and there. I've seen QB1. I think he's a jabroni and I'm out. I think he's a nerd. I think he's a nerd. I think he's a nerd. Drew, I'm going to also pass for all the reasons Charles just said. I feel like he was just a Georgia game manager. I don't he, mean that in the NFL. He is Georgia going was to, loaded across the field, and he would just happen to be the one taking the snaps. Adam Luckett convinced me he's going to be one of those dudes that's in the league as a backup for like 10 years. Like he, He's going to be like a Josh McCown that like comes in and wins a couple big games, but is never really the guy. I, I don't think – the one thing I do like, I like him more than Jacob Eason just because he beat him out. And I, I love that during the combine they had to show all of the – like they were next to each other in all the drills. So all the scouts who love Jacob Eason's big arm, he really matured last year at Washington. It's like, yeah, well, he's throwing right after the guy who just beat him out. Like, so – in, in that instance, I do like him to a, great, a degree, but he's not going to be my franchise quarterback. He's like a fourth-round pick for me. Yeah, to I, your I, point about him staying in the league so long, I guarantee you in eight years, he'll check into a game for the Chicago Bears and we'll all go, Jake Fromm, Jake Fromm. Uh, is that the dude from Georgia? He's still in the league? <laughs> he'll throw a pick and we'll never hear from him again. Yeah, I, if he does, I mean, it would have to be a, a dome team to draft him, in my opinion. I don't think he's very good in inclement weather. Uh, he spins the football before he throws it. Yeah, he does. We it's had annoying. issues had issues with receiver Charles, but when you look at the running backs that he's had the, the the luxury of handing the football off to, defenses has tried to play the run against Georgia, so it's kind of easy pickings back there. I'm passing on Jake Fromm. My dog wanted to join our our call. She's very jealous because it's raining and she hasn't gotten to go out today. And the baby's also taking away some attention. Bobby, get down, sir. <laughs> I like that the office doubles as a baby storage back there too. So, no. is that a stroller? A new stroller? Uh, it's part of it. So, like, it's for the second. There's there's a high chair, um, back there, and there's also a uh, like parts of the stroller for when the baby gets bigger. We've all, uh, we've got something else back there. Uh, yeah, pretty much everything doubles as something. Else. Our guest bedroom is also where we have uh, our diapers. Uh, Did you Dwight Schrute test that uh, stroller? No, um, but I did find out the other day that, like, there's a – it's one of those joggers, so you can, like, lock the wheel so it, like, goes straight, and I didn't know that. So, like, I'm, like, fighting against the stroller for, like, a half mile. Like, why was this thing not wanting to turn? Mm, (laughs) Very, very dumb. All right, Jacob Eason, quarterback Washington. Big pass. Big pass. Big pass on me um, because for the reasons I mentioned earlier, he is classic like 2005 NFL quarterback where it's like, ooh, he's tall. He has a big arm and good-looking hair. Let's pick him. No, I'm all the way out on Jacob Eason. Drew? I'm also out. Uh, like from put him on my team as a backup, but he's never going to have the keys to the, to the ship by any means. That's not a franchise quarterback. Chuck? I guess I'm in the same. I, I didn't watch too many Washington games. Um, you know, people say he got beat out. 
Well, I mean, Justin Fields got beat out by from. I mean, it's just I don't I don't like that that game. You know, he got beat out, so Fromm's better than him. I think that's some BS. Um, but again, I I watched one or two. I watched him in their bowl game. And that was about it. So I don't know. I I, I don't have enough info. I think oh, just spit out a take, Chuck. All right. I'm taking watching. him. I'm taking him. I like him. Okay, there you go. I, I think uh, there's some comparisons, not with size and arm strength with Josh Rosen, but does he love the game of football enough to, to put in the work to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League? I'm not for sure. I'm passing on him. He's Zach Mettenberger 2.0. Yeah. Oh, Jordan man. Love, quarterback, Utah State. I'll go first here. I'm, I'm picking him all day long in the first round. Oh, Freddie, I like it because here, here's the thing. When I, I've been doing a lot of uh, gambling on horses because there's nothing else to, to watch. So every Saturday from 2 to 6, it's America's Day at the races at the Roush House. And when I'm looking at horses, sometimes you just have a bad start and you gotta throw out, you got to throw out the last start. It's a bad year. It's a bad race. Uh, it, it happens. His stats sucked last year, and it wasn't for his own fault. It's because he had a terrible offensive coordinator. He got ruined by Mike Sanford, and I just hope it didn't completely ruin him. The guy used to coach at Western Kentucky, and he just fails upward. He doesn't do anything good. He fails upward. He took a first-round NFL quarterback and got him to throw, I think, like 16, 17 interceptions. Um, so, hush. <laughs> so, I, 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 I blame that one anomaly on the offensive coordinator style play. I think he's got the, the skills to, to succeed at the NFL. Drew? Uh, after what you said, how could I go against – you clearly love Jordan Love and you know more than me. So, uh, yeah, I'd take him first overall. <laughs> Whoa. Charles. I like him. I think he's really athletic. Um, and I'd take him. I don't know about first overall. But, yeah, again, after what you said, I mean, you're firing out first round. He's going to be the seventh pick, I take it. Lord. Of all the people you named so far, he's my pick of that bunch. Justin Herbert. Quarterback, Oregon. Rose Bowl, I mean, he played well. Granted, what, Brady Breeze, that little badass safety had a – was it a pick six? He had a pick six and a fumble recovery. I don't know. I don't. I like Justin Herbert. Um, I'd pick him. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Nick. I'm going to step on your toes, Drew. I'm worried that he's going to be like uh, – who's the, the dude that had mono for the Jets? Oh, uh, Sam, Sam Darnold. I think he's going to be kind of like him in that Herbert is – I think he's going to have some good moments. I just don't – like. I think there's a ceiling on Herbert's development. I don't know what it is about him. And when they're coming down to splitting hairs between Herbert and Tua, I'm taking the chance on Tua's upside over Herbert. Drew? Uh, this, these players have completely different styles, different coaches, but I put – all my stock in an Oregon quarterback named Marcus Mariota, and that did not work out. So you can keep your Oregon quarterbacks. <laughs> Joey Harrington, who else? <laughs> I don't want your Oregon quarterback. The one uh, dude, uh, Dixon, who was yeah. back up for Name the Steelers an Oregon for a while. quarterback who panned out. I'll be right here waiting. There's the big one. First round pick, top five pick. Tua, pick or yeah. pass. Nick Roush. Yeah, I, I'm I'm taking third overall if I'm the Dolphins. I know you just traded around to get Josh Rosen, but that that guy it looks like he's just going to be on, uh, kind of sent out to to shore. I think you go with Tua, um, but, 
And I think most of it is the fear of missing out 10 years down the road that you could have had to it, but you didn't take them. And I, if I'm a general manager, that's terrifying. You, you take a chance on Tua, and the, if he fails, then nobody's going to blame you because it was Tua. But if he succeeds, then, like, you're the genius who drafted Tua and you've got job security for years to come. Chuck? I mean, obviously, I'm going to take him. Um, it, it's interesting. I saw something the other day. It might have even been a joke. Uh, someone said the ball looks a little less awkward when there's no stripes on it from a lefty. Um, Cause you know, the spirals opposite. Uh, we had Danny Clark and it was always weird going from a Drew or Steven or a righty to running a sale from Danny and the balls kind of going, it looks like you're in a parallel universe or something. It just looks weird. Um, so no stripe on the ball. It, it's gotta be different. So I don't think that plays too big a part of it. Yeah. He's got the leadership. He's got the ability. Um, and they say he's what hundred percent from the, the injury. Um, that's what they say. I'm taking him. I'm taking him. But I, I saw a clip of him throwing the other day. It looked good. But it, I did see the the. He was throwing with Timmons too. Timmons yeah, Timmons. Yeah, Timmons <laughs> shaved his head. Yeah. In the world. I don't know how they have a connection, but Timmons and Tua. Logan Woodside. Ah, I see. Yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. Drew. Uh, Specifically with the Dolphins, I think you should be fired if you don't take him. Uh, Nick kind of nailed it. You can't be the guy that passed on Tua. I don't care if he sucks. You have to take him. Your fan base wants him. You have an obligation to put butts in seats. He has the star potential. I take him, and especially Miami. You you have to. Yeah. I would take him if I were the Chargers because going into a new city, a new stadium, they have to have it some kind of drawing power because they drew nothing last year. It was embarrassing, uh, the, the lack of fan support that that team has. What would concern me are a couple things. Two ankle surgeries, the major hip surgery. Uh, is he durable enough? He's not the biggest of, of quarterbacks. Is he durable enough? And also, I think you got to look at who's he throwing the football to? Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy. I mean, he's throwing the football to three first-round. Devontae Smith. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Three to four first-round wide receivers. There's a lot. So, I, I think he's – he's, I think it's a, it's a stretch on his physical, on his medical side. But if I'm the Chargers, I'm definitely taking to it. So, do, do the Lions trade back to get assets for somebody who wants to it? Well, the Lions are looking at the cornerback from, from uh, Ohio State, and I think they want him very badly. They need him in that, that system that they run, uh, heavy man coverage, and he's the best man coverage cornerback in, in, the, in the draft class. So I think they stay put and, and take the corner. Back to the point about Tua, though. Even if he doesn't pan out, he could be horrible. No one's going to be mad at the GM that took him. So you get a little bit of job security yeah. for someone with that much hype. Well, I'm, you know, going back to who's he throwing the football to, Mac Jones came in and threw for 400-something yards. You know, no, nothing against Mac Jones, but, you know, those guys get open. Those guys are going to be professional football players for a reason, and, and that's had a lot to do with success of Alabama quarterbacks is, is that receiving class, the receiving group that they have. Yeah, pretty good offensive line, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So is um, is our, our Lexington native Jedrick Wills? Is he going to be the first Alabama guy to go off the board, Freddie? 
I think so, yeah. I, I think so. Some some teams are 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 playing with the fact that they love Jerry Judy mm-hmm. pretty early. But if I'm a GM, I, I'm not taking receivers unless they're really just unless they're super elite in the first round. There's so many of them that you can get value picks in the second, third round. So I think Wheels goes first for Alabama. I, I miss the old Matt Millen days. We could have relied on the Lions to say, screw it. We're going with the wide receiver at third overall. No, they would have taken Mac Jones over Tua. Yeah, no. Oakland would have <laughs> traded the, their house to pick first to take Henry Ruggs because he ran a 4 3 9. So, or 4 2 9. You're, you're exactly right, Freddie. Well, we're going to – we might do something special for the draft next week. It's going to be exciting because I know people are going to be glued to their TVs. Even folks like Freddie who don't normally watch every single pick are going to be tuned in just because it's something new, um, something different in the sports world. So, we're pumped. I, maybe we might do one of these live during a draft day. It would be a good time. It would be happening right, right as we're talking. So, I think yeah. it would be a good way to do it if you can pull it off. I don't know how this works. Yeah, and we might even have some stuff to give away too, Drew. I, there's got to be something up in that office to give to some fans. Uh, I know of a few things that we can give away. If we can come up with a contest, I'll work on that. You're not getting that. Oh, what's that, Charles, that Freddie's holding up? It's not my bull ring. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, I, I want to show off something in the office real quick before Ooh. we go. Go get that. Go get that, Drew. Um, and while he does that, I'm going to ask you all a question that we got from Twitter um, that – oh, wow. Yeah. That, that How about is, that? Is it signed? Yes. That's nice. awesome. Nice. We can't be giving that away, Drew. That's, that was awesome. That was Josh Allen, Lonnie Johnson. We are, we are not giving that away. Yeah, that's but awesome. Freddie knows a little bit about that team. Yeah, that's actually my picture. So I know. Yeah. We're, we're going to get that hung up once we have a bar. People are allowed to come in again. Yeah, that'll be that'll be pretty awesome. Um, hold up. So, so I, we got a couple of questions from fans. But first, I, I need to get silly before we get some serious questions. And this is something that's been on my mind for a while. And if Mark Stoops – he just decided, you know what, during quarantine, I spent some time reflecting, and I just I, – I, I love spending all this time with my family, and I'm ready to hang it up. I'm ready to retire. So, Mitch Barnhart, he's got to get a coach. And you can only get one coach, but it's got to be from a TV or a movie. It's got to be some fictitious coach. Who's your coach going to be, Charles Walker? Now you threw you threw a curveball in there. I just thought we were picking our favorite fictitious coach. Well, yeah, but they got to coach your football team now. That changes so the game. They they need they need to come from a football background. Oh man, to coach you a K. Lead the Eric Wildcats. Taylor, coach Eric Taylor. Is that Friday Night Lights? The the bad that's version the of Friday TV Night. show, the TV yeah. show, not the good. Movie, well, you threw it, you threw it away with the football. You know, I, I had some good ones that like Jackie Moon that was going to be up there maybe, <laughs> but he's more of a promoter. He's not a coach. Well, he could be. Uh, he could be like the Vince Marrow. You know, everybody needs like a good. Oh, he would kill that <laughs> merger, merger. Uh, but I, come back to me then. I don't want to do. Let me think of a football one. Well, it doesn't have to be. It could be just a good coach in general um, because mine – I think I have the correct answer because 
this coach not only has experience, he was a Heisman Trophy winner and an All-American, um, and he has the experience of coaching at the highest level, and that's Kevin O'Shea, the leader of the Pop Warner Cowboys. Uh, he, he brings the physicality, the fundamentals. He's a great motivator. He's kind of like Mark Stoops, too, a little on the gruff side. But I need Kevin O'Shea after he's merged with the Little Giants so we can get Newbie calling the trick plays for us as offensive coordinator. Nick Roush, I can't believe you did this. Took my what? Pick. Oh, that was your pick, oh. Kevin O'Shea? I was going to go Danny O'Shea, but you went Little Giants. Yeah. The only football movie that matters. <laughs> Which I have now seen three times during uh, uh, staying at home. It's, it's a fantastic play. The Urbana, the coaches there, both O'Shea brothers, really. You give me a staff full of O'Shea's, and, and we're going places. I got to say, Drew, you did switch your mics, though. So, like, your, oh. uh, your microphone was hitting your, your uh, thingamajig. Um, um, but, Freddie, you got to pick I'm having, Sorry, I'm having to use headphones that I found in the bottom of my backpack that I'm not even sure are a real brand. I don't even know where these came from. They work. They sound great, though. Do they? They're not yeah. Apple or anything fancy. I think they're from the CVG airport, and they're free. Oh. So you can't take a coach from the staff right now. It has to be a coach from a movie, correct? A movie or a TV show? I was going to go with Coach Red Dawson from Marshall. So that's We Are Marshall, correct? That's right. Mm-hmm. So Matthew McConaughey, that, that no, counts. It's not him. It's the assistant that was supposed oh. to be on the plane. Yeah, that was my favorite favorite football movie character because he went through a lot. And, and I think it – I don't know the actor's name, but he did a great job in portraying a very tough situation and how that weighed on him. And I thought I just really liked that character in the movie. If I had a runner-up, I hated this movie, but – the speech he gives is like my favorite speech, and that's Tony D'Amato from Any yeah. Given Sunday. Yeah. Life is a game of inches. It's oh, gives me goosebumps every time. Such a great, <laughs> such a great speech. But the movie, I, I didn't like the movie. I was torn sh- on the rules here. Um, me Mary too. And Forrest Gump is great, but he's an actual coach. Does that count? Uh, sure. I think it counts. Because I mean, it's he, not the real Bear Bryant, and Forrest Gump did not return kicks for the real Alabama, so I've, it's kind of a fictional coach. Yeah, and he did knew he? he was a good talent evaluator. You know, that Clearly, boy sure can run. Forrest is just running from some bullies, and next thing you know, he gets an official scholarship on the spot. That's spotting some talent. You know what I'm doing? I'm changing my answer, and this is really outside of the box because he's not even a coach in the movie, but we want to bring the air raid offense back to the University of Kentucky. I'm getting Shane Falco to come and be our OC, or our, our head coach. And we're running the air raid, and we are scoring 80 points a game. Man, so that, there's my answer. I like that. I also like – I don't know what Gene Hackman's name is on there, but just simple instructions like go get the ball. And you know what? It works. Sometimes the, the best instruction is the simplest instruction. Um, How many times you guys watch Rudy during the quarantine? Oh, You've been on every day. Rudy, I mean, I'm known for Forrest Gump. It's my number one. Rudy might be number two. I've seen that a billion times. Another coach I have on this list where I was – I didn't know the rules. It's a real coach, but I love how he's portrayed in the movie. Yeah, but he, he was – he wasn't willing to let the – like the other team, they had to all put their jerseys down. False. Just – just to 
persuade him to play him. That's not actually true. Well, of course it's not true. Oh, we're talking about the movie. Okay, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you see Rudy? He had no business playing. He had to jump off sides to get a sack. And I love Rudy. That's good coaching. It's not time to put the walk on in. Go sit down and get somebody water, Rudy. Hey, down. hey you're better than Rudy. You're you're our Rudy. Thank you. <laughs> wait, wait. Who's the wild man now? <laughs> I would also say that one person who would not be good is Herman Boone from Remember the Titans. He would not be a good fit at UK. You don't think? He only runs five plays. Kentucky fans would get sick and tired of it. Hey, the Wildcat doesn't work. You got to throw it to C.J. Conrad. He would get so mad that they're all just running the ball every single time. They would, the playbook wouldn't be opened up far enough. So, I don't, I don't think Herman Boone would, uh, would work too well at Kentucky. Uh. That brought us full circle. Remember the Titans is on Disney Plus, Charles' favorite app. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out, Remember the Titans. Who was the name of the coach in Varsity Blues? He just popped in my head. Bud. Oh, I was going to say, uh, yeah, it was Bud. It wasn't Bud Kilmer. Foster. Bud, Bud Kilmer. Kilmer, yeah. Yeah. He, not him, but put in Lance uh, Walker. Is mm. that his last name? Lance. His name was Lance, though. Yeah. It, it was Paul Walker. So, I'm getting the real life. Yeah. Distorted, but Lance, Lance, he was the one who called up the big play. So I think he would be a good offensive coordinator as well. Was oh, that when he's driving all those cars? No, they call oh, that's Fast and Furious. Never mind. <laughs> oh, Charles, that was, that was so bad. I know bad jokes, and that was, whew, that was that was not good. Um, so I think I think that was a good discussion we had. Uh, let's take some questions from the fans, shall we? Let's do that. Um, if college football, if we have to play it without fans this fall, Andy Bashir said, you know, I'd be kind of hesitant to think we're going to get 60,000 people in the stands. Do we think it would help or hurt UK, Drew Franklin? Wait, repeat that back. Would, do you think it would help or hurt UK to play games without fans? Uh, I'm going to go it will help without fans. Because I like the team this year a lot. And it kind of neutralizes the Auburn trip and a lot of those tough road environments. And I don't think uh, Kroger Field's home advantage is good enough compared to some of those places. So I'd rather be on the road in quietness than be at home and have a crowd. I think that's the right answer. But it would – I mean, obviously it just wouldn't be as fun. But – um, I, I don't think any of us are really going to know. I mean, we, we don't know if that's going to be the case or not. But, Freddie, can you just imagine, like, what it would be like to be on a football field and it relatively quiet? It'd be like those scrimmages in the preseason. Yeah, it would be like a scrimmages in preseason. All the people you could hear are the coaches screaming. Uh, I don't know. That's This whole situation, uh, it's not – this is not an NCAA decision. What you, what you got to realize there's 50 states out there. They're all ran by governors that are going to make their own decisions on when to open back up their states. And there's the, the school, university, the university presidents. So let's take the coronavirus out of it because I certainly don't want to downplay that because that's a very serious matter, the, right. the, the illness. But what if the governor of Arkansas opens his, his or her state up, say, in May, but New Jersey doesn't open up until September. 
So Arkansas has a competitive, will have a competitive advantage over Rutgers, for example. So this goes way, way deeper than just should we have football or not. You're talking about 50 states with 50 different uh, unique goings on with the coronavirus. So I, I just think it's a very complicated matter. And I just uh, – it's a tough decision by whoever's going to have to make it as far as playing, moving it into the spring or, or, or postponing it until there's a vaccine. I don't know the right answer. I just know it's very, very complicated when you're dealing with multiple states with different rules and regulations on opening their campuses back up. Charles, do you think we're going to start the season on time? Or is this going to be like something we don't get going until around basketball season normally gets rolling? I, I don't know the right answer, um, and I'm going to, I guess, mesh with all of your answers. I see where Drew's coming from and that um, playing at Kroger Field is an advantage, obviously, home field advantage, not as big as Auburn and, and some away stadiums. It, I just can't see our players, any player, being nearly amped up like he would be in a stadium filled with 60 plus thousand fans, you know, you play your biggest rival. We play Tennessee and Louisville and there's no one in the stands. It feels like a practice. I mean, it's just going to be, I don't know. I hope that's not the case. I don't know the right answer. It might be postponing it. I don't know how long this thing's going to last. It would look a lot like that. um, I think it would look a lot like that 2018 game against Louisville where none of the fans showed up. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that worked out well for Kentucky. <laughs> I want to be clear. I, I picked no fan. I'm not rooting for that by any means. It's much more important to have the revenue and getting people out and seeing it. But from just what I think would be better for UK's record from a football standpoint, those road atmospheres. I agree. With I'd love to go to Auburn and it'd be like a practice because that neutralizes it quite a bit. I, I agree 100%. But going back to the play or no play with, without fans, so you're saying the, it's not safe for the fans to, to gather around, but it's okay for the 22 players on the field to intermingle and sweat and, you know, be matched up like that. So, I mean, again, it's a complicated man. What about practice? I mean, what? Yeah. I yeah. mean, what, are we going to be allowed to practice? No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. it's You got a week to practice. All right, your first game's in a week. You all can finally uh, get in the same room. Okay, yeah, now, great. Now you're dealing with player safety. Because I yeah. think it's going to take more than a month to get ready for, for a football game. Wouldn't you, Charles, after? Absolutely. I, I mean, I, listen, Corey Hill, I mean, Corey Edmond and, and Mark Hill at UK do a great job in that, in that weight room. Am I right, Charles? Absolutely. They make money, and they're professionals because they do their job with the players. It is impossible. I don't care how much they push out. It is impossible for a player to get in game shape on their own, I think. Uh, because part of the workouts – it has a competition based into it. So mm-hmm. they're teaching competition. They're competing on everything. So if you get that taken out, it's going to be hard for players to come back and be asked to jump right into game preparation for a month. I think yeah. a lot of people who are all debating this, I mean, football is very important, especially to us doing a football podcast. But I live with a UK employee. I mean, they just got to figure out when to even let people onto campus whatsoever. Yeah before yeah. they can even have the football talk. Mm-hmm. So, so many decisions have to be made before yeah. they even start the football conversation. So I've seen people being like, listen, we'll, we'll worry about in the fall. As far as college sports, that has to get figured out at the university and the campus much yeah. earlier before football too. Yeah. Well, and very complicated matter. 
mm-hmm. and, and especially in football's case, the scale, like. Hey, Charles went away. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened to him. He'll, be back. He'll bounce back. Yeah. But, like, the football teams have, like, 200 people on a sideline between trainers, uh, you know, just the amount of the scale and magnitude of, of people it takes just to get a football game rolling compared to, like, an NBA game where, you know, it's 15 people tops. Like, it's just a lot more dealing with. So, that's, it's going to be complicated getting back to it. And, obviously, we don't have the answers. We won't have them for a long time. And even then, we don't know if they'll be right or wrong whenever things kind of slowly start going back to normal. So, it's we're kind of like everybody else. We're just playing it by ear. Um, but Chuck did ask. He was like, well, if there's no fans, can we still tailgate? <laughs> You know, we're, talk, we're talking football and sports and all that, but to be quite honest, we as sports are irrelevant when you're talking about the health, well-being, and safety of, of American citizens. You know, across the country, I think, and I appreciate that that's, going, that's first and foremost with everybody is we have to be safe with this and, and make sure that we're taking care of all people uh, throughout America before we can even think about having sports. I mean, I, that's my opinion that, you know, and, and I, I think that's – to err for caution is what's going to happen. And that should happen, to quite frankly. We have to talk about sports. It's their job, and we're excited to have them back. But like I say, there's so much more important stuff. Like yeah. last week, a U.K. basketball player transfers. My buddy would text me, like, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. You know where toilet paper is? i got to find some. <laughs> so priorities have changed a little bit. Now, hopefully, they'll get back to where they were and sports hey. are life or death again. But right now, it's hard to care about some of the – smaller sports stories when uh, there's so much bigger issues we're having to deal with. Hey, Drew, I found some toilet paper that sells Kroger's last week, but it was teeny tiny. It was like four rows and they were like half rows. Hmm. So, yeah, but I did score two ba- two things of them. So, nice. it's uh, a rare KS- find. The KSR office might be missing a few rolls when I leave here today. I was actually <laughs> thinking about doing that, Drew, to be quite I honest. I won't take them off. We get desperate. We have an emergency <laughs> stash. One other thing that we – forgot to mention in all this uk's indoor tra- uh, practice facility is a hospital right now so yeah. like i don't think you're going to get much practice Chris rodriguez will be running uh through empty beds training once they're, <laughs> they're done here speaking of chris rodriguez here is a uh, a more meaningless question from darren that's you know kind of get things back to a little bit fun which running back gets the most pt in 2020 aj smoke or rodriguez uh, just he personally thinks that AJ might be it's, might be time for him to take a back seat. Who do you all think is going to get the most carries? Uh, the most carries, I think, will be AJ uh, because he is a senior, and Eddie Graham believes in believes in a depth chart. And if he does everything he's supposed to do, I think he'll get the he'll he'll get the starting reps. With the return of Terry Wilson. I think A.J. is going to be more impactful in the passing game, and I think that's where he's extremely valuable at. And then I think uh, uh, Smoke and Rodriguez share carries, and then you got two very good, capable uh, rookies also. I mean, that, that is a very, very talented running back room. I'm, I just hope that we get Rodriguez on third downs. Like, yeah. uh, on, on third and short, get Rodriguez in the game. I don't need A.J. Rose. A.J. Rose does some things well. Putting his shoulder down and getting two yards is not his cup of tea. It's just not. I know Eddie Graham likes playing the hot hand, and I'm fine with him doing that this year because, as we saw, it had been flowed last year. There were At the beginning of the season, 
there was times where like Smoke was the best running back. There was times kind of halfway through where Rodriguez did. And then AJ had maybe his best performance to date in the Belk Bowl. So I think it it comes and goes. Um, so I'm fine with him riding the hot hand. We just we got to make Rodriguez the the third down back. Good back. Yeah. I think uh, we're going to see a lot like last year, but the bench is going to be an even bigger teaching tool. Rose is going to get first look, but if he fumbles, you, you might as well take your pads off because yeah. uh, there's a lot of guys that are waiting for an opportunity. So uh, mistakes will be made, and those guys will go sit on the bench for a long time. If Johnson – if when <coughs> – excuse me, when John Slarman gets that left guard situation settled, who's going to play left guard, and if – Whoever plays there can play up to the to the potential of the other four offensive linemen. I think you're at UK having one of the one of, if not the best offensive line in college football, and you try being a defensive coordinator behind or trying to stop those three running backs behind that offensive line. That's going to be a tough challenge for anybody to stop. All right, so Chuck, you missed the question, so I'm going to give you the next one. This is. A very good question from Jared that's going to require a lot of analysis, so I hope you're on your toes. Who wins in a fight? A hundred fourth-grade size Mark Stoops or Eddie Graham with a crowbar? Oh, Mark Stoops. A hundred fourth-grade Mark Stoops. Yeah. And that's no discount to Coach Graham. It's just he's one fiery SOB and <laughs> – you know, a hundred of them is uh, – I wouldn't want to fight that. I, I think it's better to ask it the other way. Is it with a hundred fourth-grade-sized Eddie Grands? Eddie Grands. Versus a Mark Stoops with a crowbar. And I'm, – I'm picturing an old mob movie with Stoops with a crowbar, so I'm taking him in that one. <laughs> He's like Peaky Blinders. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, the, like a black mask with uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, Whitey Bulger, that's just Stoops, and he's hitting. I can't even do it. Yeah, he's doing the little smacking thing. Yeah. With the – this is him with the crowbar. Wait. Oh. <laughs> Look at that office. Is that a power K back there? Yeah, that's a power K. Nick's got a power K. I've got a power K. Freddie, where's your power K? I know you got one in there. You got your jersey up, don't you? Oh, is he going to take it off the wall? No. I need to move that. Yeah. <laughs> and there's his power K. Take it Let's off all the get wall. our power Ks on screen. Oh, man. Which, by the way, we got to bring the power K back. We just did. Man, that's a good look, Freddie. I just wish that picture showed a little more of that mullet coming out yeah, the back. Yeah, absolutely. Just look at my uh, Twitter picture thingy. It's got the, it's got, that's why I got it up there, because it's got the mullet coming out of the power oh, man. It's absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, all right, one more question, and then we'll get out of here. And King Nick asked, how, how are we feeling about the offense with Terry coming back off an injury? Do we, do we, do we feel good about how Terry uh, – how, how confident we are with him after rehabbing that injury, Chuck? I, I think yes. Um, they've said he's, he's made great strides. Um, I was looking forward to watching some practices to see – uh, you know, how he would react, how his ball would look. Um, but, of course, you know, we can't really get any of that. They're not practicing. Um, I think he did post a video either on his Instagram today or his Twitter uh, that showed him just, you know, taking a nice little two-step drop, throwing a 10-yard dig. Uh, looks like he's back. But, again, it, it's one of those things where you won't know until 
you know, he's competing against top level athletes. Um, and even we probably won't really find out until I say camp scrimmages or that first game. Cause you know, they don't touch the quarterbacks um, during practice. So I, f- I feel confident in him, but I'd love to be able to, to see where he's at right now. Drew, are you worried about uh, Terry Wilson's knee? Uh, you, all three of you all probably know more than me about where he is in uh, his comeback. But everything I've seen looks like he's on track. And I know between the ears he's got it. So I, I'm pretty confident as long as there aren't any setbacks with the injury. He said he's seen the light at the end of the tunnel in his rehab process, Freddie. So uh, that's a good sign because I know that, like, doing rehab for God knows how many months. I mean, this has been going on for eight months now. That's got to be just mentally exhausting. Yeah, I'm all in on Terry Wilson. I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to play at an extremely high level. Uh, As far as the offense, again, one of the best offensive lines in in program history. If that left guard position solidifies and see how that works out, uh, uh, I want to see the pass catchers. I want to see who's going to catch the passes. Because last year, those guys were, were just really just blockers. So, I want to see. I want to see the pass catchers and who's going to be able to get open, separate uh, from the defenders, and make contested catches. Uh, before I can really say this offense is going to do that. But as far as between the tackles and running game, I think Kentucky's going to be uh, uh, very, very good with the running game next year with Terry Wilson. And again, I want to see some guys catching passes for. We talk about the unit as a whole. Well, gentlemen, this has been pretty fun. It's a little different, but I think it worked pretty well. You know, next time I'll get some headphones that work. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have our interruptions from time to time, but like, you know what? That's what makes it KSR, and that's what I kind of appreciate now is that like even ESPN is doing their shows like this, and it's like they're coming back down to our level. You know, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Well, folks, I hope you all enjoyed it listening at home. I hope you all enjoyed some sword. Um, to keep you hydrated, drinksword.com. And uh, hopefully you tune in next week. We're, let's try to do one of these where we get it up on YouTube and we get people asking us questions and hanging out with us because we should watch the draft together because w- what else do we got better to do? I think we should do that, Nick. We'll figure out how to make it live. Uh, before we go, I want to give a shout-out. Oh, shout-out. With out. my CVG earbuds. Let me get the name right. CVG greater than CVS. Angela at CakeGirl21973 emailed a care package to the KS office with masks and cleaning supplies and stuff, but she also included this. A oh, nice uh-huh. Jared Lorenzen uh, college trading card that was in the box. I'm very excited. That's awesome. This in here. So shout out to her and all the other nice stuff she sent. This was a really cool surprise to find at the office today. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's awesome. You're the real MVP, Angela. You're the real she, does she have cake too? You said Angela I, Cake is her name, she right? Sent, yeah, she sent a lot of stuff. I honestly didn't get through it all, but masks, cleaning supplies, this. Thank you very much, Angela. We we hope all of you all are staying safe out there. This is a uh, very weird time that we're all in, and hopefully we can provide you some entertainment during this trying times. And hopefully football isn't gone for too long, and we won't be gone for too long. We'll we'll be hanging out with you next week. Get excited. The NFL draft is coming. Go Cats. Go Krogering. Just do it safely, folks. And peep the technique.
sweat the technique.